This is Ash Ketchum, and you're listening to Geek Speak. <laughs> Welcome to this very special issue of Geek Speak Sidekick. I'm your host, the geek of all trades, Steve Muller. And I'm Geek Speak's boy wonder, Brendan. And now I've mentioned this is a very special issue for one very important reason. Well, it's two, because you're actually wearing pants today. Okay, two reasons. One, I'm wearing pants. Two, we are recording live, on location, from Supernova on the Gold Coast. Now we're going to go talk to anyone and everyone we can. You want to speak to a Transformer and Ash... Ash Ketchum from Pokemon, and if I can get James and Brock as well, I will. You'll be a very happy sidekick. Oh, I will. I'm going to get them to sign my Pokemon. It's going to make the drive home very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So join us as we go on our grand adventure through Supernova on the Gold Coast. Coast, coast, coast. All right, I am joined by Adam and Wayne Nichols. Now, I know I always make this joke, but you guys are related, aren't you? Partially, I mean, yeah. <laughs> your sisters. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Your sisters. No, no. Yes, of course we are. <laughs> now, what brings you to Supernova? Uh, we're here, like uh, pimping our wares. Pimping your yeah. wares. Do no, we're, we're, those wares yeah. involve clothing? Potentially. No. no. Well, Depending on how yeah. much they're willing to pay. No. Ooh, Adam. <laughs> Hello. Now you, because Wayne, you've worked with, I believe, Marvel. I'm yeah, trying I've to done, remember. You've done yeah, Marvel yeah, work. Yep. Yeah. And Adam, you've done Star Wars, Star Wars work. Yep. And Hellboy uh, and Clone Wars, which is also Star Wars. Because you've also done the vid- um, video games. Yep. You worked on Star Wars Force Unleashed and yep. the Clone Wars game as yep. a, I believe, concept artist. Yeah, concept and lead concept on uh, Clone Wars Republic Heroes. Tell us a little about that. Um, basically, yeah. So uh, we did it with LucasArts. So Force Unleashed, we did the um, PS2, the Wii, which was extremely popular, um, and the... Uh, Man down! And the PSP uh, titles. Um, and they did the next-gen titles at the time. Um, and for the Clone Wars Republic, we did every platform, sort of took over you know, what they were doing and then yeah, released for that title as well. Cool. Now, Wayne, what are you working on right now? Uh, so right now I'm uh, working on a pitch for Marvel. Um, kind of a, It's a secret, secret project. I'm working with a, a writer in Brisbane. Secret uh, squirrel secret? Yeah, you know, I like, literally don't want to say anything about it, like, <laughs> apart from that I'm working on it. Uh, that, as well as, um, like, I'm uh, c- uh, completing the first issue of um, my graphic novel, Rumours of Whitmore, um, and uh, completing uh, College Hill, which is a graphic novel that I've been working on for, like, the last year and a half or so. Now, Adam, you were actually saying before that things have changed since we last saw you at Brisbane. What has changed? Um, so, basically, in the last couple of months, I've gone freelance, um, and I'm in between. Uh, I'm about. I'm excited to say rather that I've joined a new studio, but Ooh. I can't say which one because you know haven't put you boys in your secrets. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a, a, a big studio. That's all I can say. And uh, yeah. Stay tuned. All right, now, Wayne, before I go, where can uh, people find your stuff? Because you've got some beautiful work. I'm looking at some amazing Avengers and Thor prints right now. There is a stunning Spider-Man one behind me. Where yeah. can people find this to buy? Well, um, to I'm feed, look, pay yeah. your bills. Yeah, yeah, no, like I'm, I'm, I want to set up uh, like an online store. I don't have anything like that yet, but I'm going to be at uh, the, all the Supernovas this year as well as um, Oz Comic Con and uh, Armageddon in Melbourne. and Doing uh, the conventions. Yeah, circuit. basically doing all the conventions. Um, yeah, uh, I, so guess, come I, along I guess to the table yeah, in Kaboom and Comics as well. Like they've got you know the the, the comics there. And uh, got Kaboom the, Comics in Toowoomba. Yeah, got the, the the prints and things. So yeah, beautiful. Well, what about you, Adam? Where can people find your gear? Or are you the same convention circuit? I'm doing every convention Wayne's doing. Uh, obviously, his brothers. Who you know, we do it together, support each other. Um, and then I'm also going to do uh, like I've got like social media. So if you want to add me on Facebook, you know, you can contact by prints through that. Can I face stalk uh, you? Face stalk or you got my sexy website. photos. Potentially. You've got to go to find out. So. How would you know? Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. We're going to carry on. We're going to let you get to here because you need to pay the bills. Awesome. Catch you later, gentlemen. Right, thank you. Cheers. the hell is that? I've never seen one of those. It's like a fucking... You know, they can't see the recorder. You, you, you do realise <laughs> right now that? you're just looking at my crotch. I am, but I'm just... Your crotch looks very impressive with... Opposing-looking microphones that looks like a taser, that possibly could be, I don't know, a giant lighter. 
Brendan, do we even need to introduce who we're talking to? I don't think so. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure our listeners and our followers and all our viewers from the YouTube videos pretty much know who Paul Abstruse is by now. Well, if they don't, let's poke him in the eye. <laughs> With what you were looking at from my pants. <sighs> hey, you're lucky I'm wearing pants, say, especially around wearing, you. They're all lucky that we're wearing pants. Now, how's Supernova going for you? Today's been a very, very, very busy day. I'm a little disappointed, though. I thought I would have cleaned up with uh, my uh, blank variant covers there, but it's been a lot of shits and giggles sort of going on, but not, not a whole lot of, um, oh, well, take my fucking money. <laughs> well, I'm loving the uh, Transformers Regeneration one with an I'm, Optimus Prime pony. I know. I'm almost not going to sell that because I like it that much. That came out so well. I was sick as a dog last night. And I was just going, oh, fuck, man, this looks like shit. Uh, no, actually, it looks great. <laughs> it was the cold meds. Huh? It was the cold meds. Cold yeah, no, meds. I didn't have those. I had garlic. Sorry ah. if I have garlic breath. Well, you don't have garlic breath because I gave you about eight mints before. Which I've chewed about four. <laughs> the, the other four I'm saving for later. Oh, what's happening later? I cannot disclose. Where are you going, bronies? <laughs> Oh, you haven't Get even looked, on this you podcast. I saw your wares when I was at Honeycomb. Huh? I saw your wares when I was at Honeycomb. Yeah, i got more shit now, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. i got, like, uh, pony test pages I've sold. Look! Goddamn Opti- <laughs> Optipony. He is interested in that. Well, exactly. you got swag. What's the swag? I don't know, but he wants it. Do you have it for him? Oh, what? I don't know. I don't give shit out. We be recording this. Yeah, sure. Well, right now we are recording live this Paul is... Abstruse pitch to a customer. Live sales pitch from Paul. <laughs> now we do it in Paul Town. It's very effective. It is. What is that? It's a gold-plated silver derby. He wants to sell you stuff as well. He's walking around. Look, you buy something, he buys something. On his tool. It's a bit expensive though because it's pure Make a trade. Make a trade. How much is it? What does that mean out of pure gold? Holy shit. (laughs) Look, I'm all for the barter system, but today I'm all about the cash. Yeah. A solid gold pony may come in handy later. No, see the. No, the oh, breath I can't mi- disclose! <laughs> I can't disclose! You nearly got me there! <laughs> Take it easy, have a good one, guys. Well, apart from heckling customers, yeah. what are we working on right now? Uh, you know, can I be really boring? Yeah, you can. Just say that... Uh, I, don't, I don't think the words really boring and Paul Abstruse would no. ever be used in the same... Con- like in the same sentence. No. no. Well, look, uh, I, I'm really trying to kick my business off, which is my tattooing studio, tattoo studio. Uh, so I tend to focus a lot of my energy on that. Um, but at the same time, I am still trying to pump out some pages for Enormous and The Left Hand Path, which are my creator-owned uh, graphic novels. But before that, I did do some pony sample pages, which I was going to show to Bobby Kernow when he was over at OCC uh, in Perth. But he cancelled. And um, so I was sort of a bit devastated, you know. Um, But we found a way around it, and I I got introduced to him via email through uh, Ryan Lindsay, and I did show the pages to him. Unfortunately, nothing came of it. Uh, But I do know now what he wants. Because so, you've done work, you, you did some covers for yeah. IDW's My Little Pony, aren't, yes. aren't IDW coming to, is it Sydney Supernova? They are, they are, but they're only the creators, they're not the editors. Oh. Yeah. And I have been talked up by a few people, but I don't all, know. All we do is talk you up. I know, and I, I'm very grateful, very <laughs> grateful. Um, but I don't know if they actually have any pulling power with, uh, with the issues, and I only want to work on My Little Pony. And I'm already in direct contact with Bobby for that. Yeah. Uh, so really, it's it's uh, it's what's the word? Pending. What's that? Pending. No. Yeah. So uh, oh, I can never pronounce it. It's it's uh, super super flu super superfluous. Superfluous. That's it. Superfluous. Superfluous. Sounds like a pony. Yeah. 
Incredibly stupid word, but I think apt. Apt. Yeah. You got that word all right. Yeah, well, it's only three letters long. (laughs) Uh, And how how is the tattoo studio going? You did say that is part of your, that's your passion. Well, it's one of my passions. Um, I'm your other one? Yes. Uh, No denying. Uh, It's, uh, it's... Will not disclose. Will not. I, um... I'm loving it. I'm really, really enjoying it. I mean, it was really... I did the Tattoo Expo probably about three, four weeks ago now. And that was fantastic exposure. And I got a whole bunch of new bookings out of it, which is really great. And I'm very, very, very happy with the direction it's going. So, for those listeners who stupidly don't know the name Paul Abstruse, yep. where can we find your work? Where can we find your tattoo studio to get you more bookings? Well, essentially, I do all my uh, promotion through Facebook. Uh, cheap website. Um, <laughs> free. free. Well, but not anymore with 6% organic reach. <laughs> Fuck you, Facebook. <laughs> anyway... Uh, uh, but that's that's essentially where they can find me under Paul Strews, freelance uh, tattooist and comic book artist. Cool. Because by the way, I only just noticed. I love your uh, Guns and Ponies print that you've done. Yes. I just noticed that you're actually wearing it as a muscle shirt. Hell yeah, man! And I like it. Where can I get one? You can get it on Redbubble. Oh. Yeah. Red I can actually buy that shirt. You can actually buy this shirt. I'm going to buy that shirt. Does it come with sleeves, way. though? Yes. It initially <laughs> comes with sleeves. <laughs> Until Paul Abstruse gets his hands on it. Snip, you. snip. I tear it off with my teeth. <laughs> um, no, it's great. I, I, I like wearing it because people will go, yeah, Guns N' Roses. No, what? <laughs> Guns and Ponies? Instead of that guy, yeah. <laughs> Judging, judging from what we saw at the table before, not a very good one. No. <laughs> no well, will hey, not disclose. Will not disclose. Well, on that will not disclose note, Paul, lovely talking to you. Lovely we'll catch you next time. to you guys as always. Uh, you always give me a chubby. Um, <laughs> All right, now, listeners, I have just... I don't know how to describe this. I have completed a life goal. I have met now all four Optimus Primes. Well, let's be honest. You've met the four voices of Optimus Prime. The four, the four English English language voices yes, of Optimus as, Prime. As, 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 I, as I've said to people on occasion, um, because, look, there are some very well, well-meaning fans who point out that I am not Peter Cullen. Um, and I appreciate that. And that you slap those fans. No, 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 not at all. I say, I say, thank you. I'm aware that I'm not. Um, but the reason that I sounded like him was because he was so great in the role that he made an imprint on my brain. So I'm a big fan of his as well. And I'll and I'll say, is 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 Peter your favorite Optimus Prime? And they'll say, yeah. I'll say that's okay. He's my favorite Optimus Prime too. So he was very you influential go. to your to to the voice you brought to because. We, we haven't actually introduced you. I'm speaking with Neil Kaplan. Hey, how are you? Who is the voice of Optimus Prime in... Transforming, roll out! Yeah, it's just they do all this that technical stuff. That is the best stuff. Optimus yeah, Prime yeah. voice I've <laughs> ever heard. Autobots, let's roll! <laughs> now, you were the voice of Optimus Prime in uh, Robots in Disguise. I, I was about to say I, Car I Robots, get, no, no, but that was I the got, Japanese. I got, I got the best title. I, I did get that, you know, because I'll say, yeah, I worked on Transformers, and people will go, Robots in Disguise. I said, yes, that was my series. That was. Exactly. And you've also worked on StarCraft Two. Yes. What, what else for the people who don't know the name Neil Kaplan, what are the voices that they would really know? It's like, oh, my God, that was Neil Kaplan. Um, well, uh, give us a taste of each voice if you could. I can't, and, and that's mostly just because of the noise. And a lot of the characters that I play, like for instance, Madara Uchiha in Naruto, is a very quiet voice. And Tychus Finley from StarCraft II is so low that I'm basically swallowing the microphone, I'm right <laughs> on top of it. So the fact that I'm a foot away, I could do either one of those characters, and you wouldn't even hear them. You know, these days also, because primarily I work on video games, I do some anime as well. And uh, um, when, when is this going to go out? Uh, in about a week or two's time. Um, 
There is a show that I do that I was brought on to do one episode, and I'm really excited about telling people, but I'm not at liberty to mention yet. So if I come back in about two weeks, it'll all be good. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. I, 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 I should actually email my agent and uh, ask if I can mention it, because I'm really excited about it. It's just one episode, but it's a start. Um, but um, with, 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 with us, you know, video game people, a lot of people don't necessarily, um, you know, they just kill us on the game. You know, <laughs> you know it's like, I know that name. I know that voice. Yeah, that, 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 I recognize that. Yeah. It's like, you probably would know me best from, ah! <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you. I know that deathly yeah. grunt. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, what is something that you do love most about voice acting? Um, what, what, what is the difference really for you between voice acting and being in front of a camera? Basically that I can play anything. You know, I can play a 30-foot giant robot. I can play a tiny little hawk, you know, Hawkmon and Digimon, which everyone was so terrified that this is how... This is exactly how Optimus Prime is going to sound. Autobots transform! And so I was very happy that that was not the case. But it was, I liked panicking people for a little while. The internet was exploding with, oh no, Hawkmon is Optimus Prime! <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was fun. Well, I hope you're having fun. You've been to Supernova before. Yes. You came to Brisbane a few years yes. ago. Unfortunately, I missed you. And, 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 and Sydney and Perth. Yeah. A bit, bit out of my league. It's, it's more expensive for me to get down to those I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. But I'm so glad I was able to catch up with you because first, yes, you are the fourth Optimus Prime. You're you the last of the your English. Quadfecta. I've got a photo with them all. It's going right. up on the wall. And if nice. anyone says, who the hell are those guys? I'm like, that's Optimus Prime. Yep. Now, if I can get like a little speaker next to it that I can hit the voice yeah. after, they might actually sit there and go, oh yeah, I see that. It's possible. The voice may just simply go, Hurrah! <laughs> now, what is next coming up? You said you've got the secret that you can't really tell. The is, problem, is there anything the in the works? The problem is with video games, as I was alluding to before, but then I got distracted by these amazing costumes <laughs> here at Supernova, um, is this, these things called non-disclosure agreements, NDAs, to the point where we actually sign them before we audition sometimes. So it's like, I would love to tell you about this video game that I've been working on for the last couple of months with an absolutely amazing cast, but I can't. <laughs> Gary Chalk was very uh, similar at Brisbane. He said he was working on a top secret project that he accidentally let few slip a few details, right. a, a big budget film, and then as soon as he said it, he's like, oh crap. Yep, exactly, exactly. Well, I, a couple of weeks ago, um, the character I played in StarCraft II, Tychus Finley, came back in a new game for Blizzard called Heroes of the Storm. Yep. Um, and I happened to tweet, he lives. Who? Check back on March 12th, because I knew that there was going to be a trailer released on March 11th. And I figured, I didn't say who, I didn't say what universe, I didn't say what project, I just said he and somebody read that and picked up on it and wrote an article about how Tychus was coming back for the next chapter of StarCraft. And it's like, and Blizzard was not happy with me. Really, it's just speculation, but he just followed the clues. But there wasn't even enough of a clue to, to make that kind of giant leap. It could have been Hawkmon. And I'm, it could have been Hawkmon. It could have been Diabolico, you know, because let's face it, the Power Rangers have brought back old Power Rangers. Why wouldn't they at some point in time? By the way, Power Ranger producers, bring back your classic villains. Um, but yeah, I mean, but, but the, he had to guess that one. And I was not a popular guy down at Blizzard for a day or two. And a lot of mea culpas. So, no, I don't let anything slip. Nothing. Plus, here's the other thing is, you know, Tychus was shot in the first chapter of StarCraft II in Wings of Liberty. Yep, yep. So when, when Heart of the Swarm was coming out, people were asking me. They'd tweet me. They'd write me on the fan page on Facebook. And they would say, so, how have recording sessions for Heart of the Swarm been going? trying to sucker me into saying something and I would and my response was always I will neither confirm nor deny and the reason is I have so much respect because I'm a fan myself you know I have too much respect for the fans and their time and their money to spoil anything you have to understand when I was a kid I went to go see the 
first showing of Empire Strikes Back. And when I got home, and I'm, I'm 13 years old, so yes, do the math. You know how old I am now. I don't care. I've earned these gray hairs. Anyway, so I got home, and my mom said, so what happened? And I said, you're going to have to see it. No, 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 Neil, Neil, it's okay, it's okay, just tell me what happens. I'm not going to tell you. You didn't do the Homer Simpson walk out of the movie going, wow. Nope. Well, I did. Darth Vader is. Sure I did, but it was to myself. Yeah. You know? No, I don't don't do that. And so 30 years later, I'm not going to spoil anything for a fan and mention anything. One last question before I leave you to your business. What is it that you love about coming to the conventions? Because we're focusing this year, we're focusing on the people, the fans, well, depends, the people that it, it make depends, the convention. It depends on the convention. What's my favorite thing about Supernova? Supernova in particular, yeah. Um, a, coming down and, and, and seeing another part of the world. And seeing, seeing fan, well, you know, come on. It's not that big a deal, you know. I mean, <laughs> if I really wanted to, you know, like sleep it on myself, you know. But anyway, so what I was saying is, stop it! Um, basically... It, you know, seeing other parts of the world and, 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 and meeting fans. I mean, look, anytime anybody has something nice to say to you, yep. it's a good thing. So when you meet somebody who's enjoyed your work, it's like, that's, that's a great thing. And yes, I am a fan. So when I got to sit there for five minutes and talk to Lucy Lawless, you know, because she's one of the guests here at Supernova. Backstage or, in the green room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean... You know, a couple of years ago, I was I was swapping stories with Billy Boyd. I mean, I'm sitting there, you know, and it's like, excuse me, young man, I'd like to buy you some lunch, please. And he said, oh, that's pretty good. You know, it's like, <laughs> I am a Hobbit-approved Gandalf. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, I'm a, I'm a fanboy. I love meeting the other people who are excited to be here. I love meeting the fans. I love seeing all the effort that goes into the costumes, you know. I, I, I take my time with the fans. I, I, I really try to live the golden rule, you know. I try to treat people the way I'd want to be treated, you know. And that means if i got to take five minutes to hear a story from a fan or, or tell a story or answer the same question again, it's the first time they've asked it. And I want to... And I it's want the to 300th them. time you've heard it, Who but cares? it's the first time they've asked it. Yes, absolutely. But it's, it's, a, it's, but a it's a good but mentality. It's, it's not about me. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, about, it's about them. I mean, the fact of it is... That you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of actors that somebody can be a fan of. So if somebody has taken time and energy out of their life to appreciate what I've done, I'd be I'd be remiss to to not notice that, to ignore it. And and this isn't something I came up with by my own. It was seeing people that I admire doing the same thing, whether it was Rob Paulson or or Howard Stern. You know, see, seeing them treat people, and I'm nowhere near as, 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 as popular or as beloved as either one of those two men. You should be. You know, <laughs> that's neither here nor there, but if they can do it, then it's my obligation to do the same. You know, what I, what I tell people is I met William Shatner once when I was a guest on the set of Star Trek Four, and he killed the Trekkie inside because he was so rude to me and I have said if I ever treat a fan like that you have my permission to punch me in the head and I'm not kidding I never ever ever want to treat a fan as anything less than important well we've got that as evidence here now there you go we're going to hold you that but anyway, thank brother. you very much for taking the time to speak to us my pleasure just my one pleasure. last yes can, can I get a you're listening to Geek's Big Sidekick from Optimus Prime is it possible sure uh, you're listening to Geek Speak from Optimus Prime I don't know what that, that means, but, you know, I didn't know that Optimus Prime did a geek speak, but there you go. Oh, you wanted me to do, oh, the vo- I'm sorry, I took you away too literally. You're listening to Geek Speak. Now transform on Rollout. <laughs> yeah. Now, Brendan. Yes. We're joined by a man very close to my heart. Yes. I'll never forget his name. Because he shares the same name as a good friend of mine, who when he went to England, England sent this one over. Okay. We're with Nick Smith. How are you guys? We're very well. We're very well. How has your day been at Supernova on the Gold Coast? It's been pretty good, actually. I've uh, got quite a few sales of my new comic hilt, and uh, generally had a decent time. Sold a few prints and stuff. So, uh, yeah, very positive. 
best supernova so far. Actually. Because this is actually the first showing of your new book, Hilt, isn't it? It is. It is. In Brisbane, we had the little. Was it Brisbane? Yeah, it was a little. little you gave us a little bit of a copy. Yeah, yeah. It was a sort of like a trailer, if you will. Yeah. And uh, got rid of all those to uh, willing folk. And uh, this time I'm uh, selling the full thing. And yeah, people are lapping it up. So, awesome. yeah, so for our it. listeners, explain to them what is Hilt. So Hilt is a story of a down on her luck uh, Celtic female warrior. Uh, she's out hunting, not done very well all day. She's about to head home and then she sees a deer, shoots the deer. Oh, really chuffed with herself. <laughs> and it was Bambi's mother. Yeah, right? That's what, that's what happened. And uh, so these uh, Imperial Knights come over the hill and they're like, you're on the king's land, you're stealing from the king. Come and receive the king's justice. She's like, bollocks of that, I'm out of here. <laughs> and, so, and so she legs it and basically it's a chase from there on. So is, a, is there a fantasy tone to it or is it more medieval? It's sort of medieval with a little bit of fantasy in there. It's not like specifically based anywhere, uh, but it's definitely sort of in the Celtic sort of regions of the world. Mm. You think a lot of, uh, you know, nice greens and bluey greys, mm. that sort of, you know, windswept moors and that sort of thing, you know? So, um, yeah. Now, you're showing it here for the first time. You're taking it to Melbourne, I believe, next. Yep, Melbourne Supernova next weekend. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. It's the first time I've done, I'll be doing uh, Melbourne Supernova, so should be a good experience. And when can we get it in stores or on our devil's devices, uh, such as my iPad? Week, the following week, you can get it uh, in stores. I'll be sending out some copies. I'll hopefully sell enough to be able to get, have to get some reprints done. And, uh, yeah, I'll be sent out there. So, uh, yeah, look out for it in your local comic shops. And if your local comic shop isn't stocking it, or any Australian comics for that matter... Flip tables. Flip tables. Yes, absolutely. Well, Nick, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us here live. You're welcome. Thank you very much, guys. <sighs> you want to cuddle it out? Sure. Let's do it. You realise this is an... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can't see the boners. <laughs> All right, now, before I do actually leave you, and that was an exceptional cuddle, where can people find Nick Smith's works? So in a couple of weeks, you'll be able to find the works on hilt-comic.blogspot.com.au, and through there, you'll be able to buy the comic online. Excellent. Well, I hope your server crashes off so many people wanting to get this amazing medieval comic. That would be amazing. You would like red? Uh-huh. Go for the hair. This is the first time today I've had blue. Oh, oh well, if anyone recognises that, I'm sure then they'll be able to, maybe they should be surprised. Yeah. Like, why did you I like that. Have? I'll interview you. Okay. <laughs> My name's Steve. That would be, hi, I'm Jill Thompson. What's your name? I'm Steve Myers. And what are you doing here? I'm interviewing Jim Thompson. At Supernova Expo? On the Gold Coast. Oh my god, we should get there right now. We should. Come on down, come on down to Supernova Expo on the Gold Coast. Surf your way down here. Avoid the sharks. <laughs> now, Jill, for our Australian listeners and our Australian viewers who may not have heard the name Jill Thompson, what have we worked on? I know you as Scary Godmother. Oh, I'm glad that you said that first. That's my own creation, Scary Godmother. She's you, like your fairy godmother for Halloween. Did you illustrate it, but you also write it, don't you? I write and illustrate and do everything. And so, what is Scary Godmother, for those who don't? Well, Scary Godmother um, is a series of books and comics that are completely all compiled into two volumes by Dark Horse comics. You can get them digitally or you can get them as hardbound or softbound. On the devil's device, the iPad or your tablet of choice. Um, But Scary Godmother is kind of like a mix between a witch and a fairy. Uh, She lives in a place called the Fright Side. And I have a crazy cloth that I can't get rid of. Sorry for that. And there's a little human girl named Hannah Marie that is the reader's introduction to the world of the Scary Godmother. Uh, Scary Godmother kind of helps you out when things are frightening and shows you that it's okay uh, to be afraid and sometimes the things that are scary aren't so scary so as they seem. she would help me out with my library of horses. Yes, she probably would. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Why? Because it can trample you to death? Pretty much. Okay. Now I'm terrified of snakes because nothing that has no legs should be able to move so well. And up buildings. You must and, be loving Australia. Oh, I clicked on a terrible link on Facebook before I came here, which was titled 
all the terrible ways creatures in Australia are trying to kill Australians. And my the, the sane part of my head said, don't click on that. Please don't click on that. But the other part of me said, the oh, I bet it's going like, to show, like, it'll probably show jellyfish and other things that I know not to pick up. Um, but half of it was snakes, and thank God my browser was working so slowly that it didn't have time to load photos. It only had you know time to load up headlines before I got down to the bottom, which was mostly um, spiders or sharks, which I'm totally okay with. Not up close. I don't want to be this close to a shark or have a crazy brown reckless spider anywhere near me. But everything else was some like snakes in your toilet or a snake eating a crocodile which I, I'm always rooting for the crocodile in that and they never seem to win um, we're a very ugly country now what is next in the works for Jewish I am working on More Beasts of Burden which is the book uh, about the dogs and the cats that are the supernatural protectors of their neighborhood kind of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Lady and the Tramp and that's also published by Dark Horse so I'm working on more stories that Evan Dorkin has written, and I'm working on a great big project for DC Comics that um, hopefully will be announced in it's the next week. It's one of these hush-hush ones that I keep getting all day, nobody uh, can... Yeah, but that's my fault because I'm not far enough ahead on it because I'm writing and illustrating it, I'm painting it, so it takes me a lot longer. I paint by hand on paper with watercolor paint. It takes me about 14 hours a day to do a page, and sometimes it takes me more than one day to finish it because things happen. And it's not digital, where I can't just click fill and it fills everything in. Um, so when I get far enough ahead, which should be in a couple weeks, hopefully they'll be announcing it. And then well, I, I wish wait. I could have announced it here. I, I wish you could have too, because it gives me something juicy, but I can't wait to see more of your work. I can't wait to see more of your books come out. And, and I, I want some more scary Godmother. I'm, I'm working on that too because I did do a successful Kickstarter last August and we're making a Scary Godmother fashion doll. So um, one of the things that was one of the rewards for that doll was a brand new, uh, brand new Scary Godmother story, which some of the people who backed my campaign will actually be in. Um, so once that's done and it's delivered digitally to all of my backers, then I will be publishing it somewhere. Well, I can't wait to see it on shelves. I can't wait to see it on my devil's device. Your devil's device? You don't, you're, I, I'm okay with the devil's device. <laughs> but thank you very much for taking the time to talk you're to welcome, us, Jill. Steve. Oh, I also have to say, I'm not sure when this comes out, but just in case, people might be watching WrestleMania this I guess Monday morning for us here in Australia, um, perhaps WWE superstar Daniel Bryan might be wearing some gear that I designed, because I do design all of his wrestling gear, but I never know when he's going to have any of it made, so I'm hoping that there will be some of my art on his butt. So. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Well, again, thank you for taking the time to talk thank to us. Thank you so much for coming back. You're welcome. Brendan. Yes, Steve. We're joined by three of Geekspeak's favourite comic illustrators and authors. Now, Caitlin mm -hmm. and Matt from Space Pirates. Yes. And Luke Humphreys from 100 Ways to... Oh, I've already <laughs> fucked it, haven't I? 100 <laughs> tips for... You got this before. 100 tips for being awesome in general kickassery. Yeah, that's it. You Holy it. shit, I finally got it. And I didn't need a giant placard in front of my face saying you it. you say it, the less you'll fuck up. So. Yeah. <laughs> now, guys, how have we found Supernova on the Gold Coast this year? Yeah, pretty good. So it's been, been very busy. So very, very busy? Very, very busy. How, how have your books been selling? Because little do our listeners maybe know, you guys are fucking leaving me. Yeah. And Brendan. <laughs> You're just like, you know what? We're done with you guys. We're going to piss off but then I to Canada. Well, I was going to say, I can't blame them for where they're going, having just been there myself. Uh, yeah, but they're going for a bit longer than you. They're going for like two years. It's still amazing. <laughs> two years minimum. That's how long the visas are, right? Yes, two years. So what are you hoping to do over there? Matt, I won't take too much of your time. I can see you're working on a con sketch. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, Caitlin, what are we hoping to get out of Canada? Um... The, one of the main reasons we're going to Canada is because we've got a few cons lined up in North America this year. So we're going to TCAF, which is the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. That's in May. We've got San Diego Comic Con in July. And we've got SBX mm. in September. So rather than flying backwards and forwards from Australia, which is like a 
bajillion dollars. It's the bastard of a flight and it's really expensive. It was actually easier and cheaper for us to get the working visas for Canada and, and, and go from there. Damn. Yeah. Because now you guys did SPX, S, SXPX? No, just SPX. SPX, you, small a small press. print expo. Small press expo. Fuck, yeah. I'm on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did that last year, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Bruce Matard um, had applied for some grant money, mm. and um, we sort of got in on that, and um, we did a you know a panel and stuff while we were over there, and it was really, really good. It was very successful. We've applied for the grant this year to get over there. Um, and even then, we're going to head over no matter what. It's just a case of, you know, it might help supplement, and we might be able to eat a couple of nights instead. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's 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 a plan anyway. Um, but the organisers of the show are really, really friendly and accommodating, and they're really, really enthusiastic about getting, uh, like, Australian creators over there. Well, just to international creators, not yeah. necessarily Australian, but, you know, there's, there's people from, like, Europe, where there's a huge comic scene as well, and... Mm. Uh, Canada too, uh, which is the same with TCAF, which is the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. They they're really keen on having an international comic show because uh, it shows off comic arts from around the world, uh, which is you know pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Luke, are you hoping to get out of Canada a hundred more ways to be awesome in general kickassery, like anything involving a moose or a Canadian Mountie? Most Canadians can drink. Well, once you get to the top of the mountain, there's nowhere else to climb. So I think I think I'm done with that. Well, what are you hoping to get out of Canada? Um, I just want to get away and work on uh, some comics. Um, I'm getting to a lot more serious comics now, doing biography comics. Um, I'm doing a World War II comic about my grandfather because oh, wow. awesome. there's a lot of secrets that I'm yeah. only finding out now. So you killed who? <laughs> Turns out he killed Hitler. <laughs> And then kept his head in a jar. <laughs> uh, well, where can we find Space Pirates first? Spacepirates.com. That's S-P-A-C-E-P-Y-R-A-T-E-S. You had to mix it up with the Y, didn't you? <laughs> and Luke, where can we find more of your work? HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.drunken-comics.com. You're not going to spell it? You're not going to spell it for us? D, as in drunken comics. R, or Rambo. R as in drunken comics. You come out. Well, thank you for taking the time to speak to us on this very special issue of Geek Speak Sidekick. Good luck with the second day of the convention tomorrow. Thank you. Any last words for our listeners at home? Bye, Space Pirates. <laughs> I, th- I swear you said MySpace Pirates. <laughs> Does anyone really want a pirate? MySpace? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the prettiest yes, yeah, like this. Oh, so what are we talking about? You know, I'm doing the same. Well, we're to... talking about, well, you or the voice of Ash Ketchum. Yes, I was for what, eight years. You were the voice yep. of Ash Ketchum. I was speaking with Eric Stewart earlier, and he said with the changing of production companies that you had to... We were let go. Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? It was, it, indeed. You, it's hard to say. Like There are certain characters you don't notice, but there yep. are ones you do. James from Eric Stewart and Ash, right. you can tell that the original voice is gone. Yeah, I think the heart of the show left. I mean, I don't watch it very much because it's hard for me to kind of... I don't know, I Distance love those yourself. characters. Yeah, but Pokemon was a show I could watch and kind of forget that I worked on it, mm. you know, and get lost in the adventure also. But um, after they replaced us all, I couldn't really. So I've moved on to other shows. Now, I know there would be a little bit of bias because voicing Ash, his Pokemon being Pikachu. Right. Who is your favourite Pokemon? Because you got seven. Well, you got seven hundred and eighteen to choose from I now. Know. I know. Pikachu for sure. I spent a lot of time with Pikachu. Yeah. Um, and also, I love that. That best friend, you know, I, I really couldn't choose anyone else, although there's others that I like, you know. See, I'm a, I'm a Bulbasaur man myself. Are you? He was my first yep. back when the games first came out. He's been there every step of the way. Right, so, right. And there's that partnership. Yeah, agreed. Now, you also did the boys, some viewers will definitely know this, with the 2003 Teenage Mutant Ninja right. Turtles. You were April, I was April. April Yeah, what an amazing role. How was it going from, say, Pokemon to Ninja Turtles? Like, as a voice actor, that different, um, not some audience. No, you just have to really jump all mm. the way into the character. Um, so you don't really think about, when you're working on a show, you don't think mm. about the show. You have to think about who the character is mm. and bringing out who... 
who that person is. So you're not, um, you know, there's never a time that you're going to be, uh, you know, talking like Ash and then slip into something else because you're not, you're, you have to embody the whole thing. And what is it about voice acting that you love so much? Like different to... From being on stage being or something. in front of a camera. Yeah, um, there's endless possibility when you're doing just your voice. I mean, I can go to work one day and be a 90-year-old woman and a 2-year-old girl and then be a 10-year-old boy and then do a commercial for something, just regular voiceover. And mm. my day when I have work is crazy. I mean, it can be so many things and there's no parameters on that and that I really love. Well, what is coming up in the world of Veronica Taylor? What are we working on? What are the little teases you can give us? That, uh, well uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff projects. actually. I work on a lot of audiobooks. I'm uh, working on a show that's here in Australia called Mophie. Yep. Stop action. I play Mophie and Mogu and um, another character coming up. I'm working on a show called Astroblast, Five mm. Animals in Space who run a snack shop. Um, and it's something awesome. for Nickelodeon. I've got a lot of stuff like that. I'm trying to update my website to put things on there. Well, plenty to hear you in. Yeah, Not so much yeah. see you in, plenty to right, hear right. you in. Can't wait to hear it. Thank you Thank for you. taking the time to speak with us. Thank you. This is amazing. Thank I you. appreciate it. All right, I'm ready. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about you, Mr. Eric Stewart. Thank you. Uh, you're here at Supernova on the Gold Coast for mainly what's brought you here is your voice acting work. Yes. Particularly, you were Sato Kaiba on Yu-Gi-Oh. Correct. It is Sato Kaiba. Yes. Yes. And more importantly to me, and we were speaking about this before when you signed my Pokeball. Yes. Uh, you were the voice of Brock and James mm -hmm. on the first, what, six seven seasons of Pokemon? Eight. I think I worked Eight. on that show for close to 10 to 12 years. Oh, wow. Eight movies. Yeah. yeah. It kept going. but And then, unfortunately, with the whole change of production. Right. Uh, but, honestly, favourite character, James. Yeah, James is funny. He's the Pokemon master. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't simply capture people. He asks them to come with him. Well, yeah, I think that, I think that that's really the way you should approach life, don't yeah. you? I mean, if you just keep telling people what to do, they're not going to do it. And then they treat you like crap like James's Pokemon did to him anyway. Yeah, but I think that's also part of his whole victim thing. So what are we working on right now? Because I do know you're also a singer, songwriter, right. and guitarist. Yep, I play guitar and sing. Yep, I just uh, released a new album with my band, the Eric Stewart Band, um, with a special guest, Peter Frampton, who Ooh. you might know. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of, you know, I live in Nashville now, so I do a lot of performing. And what's mm -hmm. nice about doing the conventions is that part of my deal is I like to perform for the anime fans, oh, who cool. have been very supportive of my music career. They fan funded the last album and our uh, video. Wow. So um, So you're doing a gig while you're here? At I, played on, I played on Friday night. And I'll be playing. I, I know. You can still buy a CD. I could. Yeah. yeah. Or I could, can I get it digitally? Because I'm a Devil's Device person. I download. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm on, I buy iTunes. on iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. Beautiful. Or you can even stream me where I make no money on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> or I can just get you to give me an acoustic hey, session. There you right go. Now. There hey, you go. That'll work too. Thing in the head. That's right. Uh, is there any animation work coming up? Any voice acting? Or are we focusing on the music? No, I do. I do both things. What's nice is because I, I did so many years of voice acting in, in New York before I moved to Nashville. Mm. I have a studio at home, and I still have clients that send me things to work on there. Um, so I do a lot of audiobooks. Um, I, I just directed a feature uh, film with Christopher Lloyd and Sarah Michelle Geller called um, Operation Freedom Force, which is a funny little animation fun um, with a lot of our favorite little anime guests in there as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I also do a lot of original content, working with production companies that are trying to get shows, new shows picked up, which is a lot of fun. I don't know if you remember a funny little show called Viva Pinata. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've played the game. Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. But the, <laughs> the, but the show has nothing to do with the game. It's actually just about nothing. It's yeah. like the Seinfeld of anime. Yeah. Um, and I directed that show oh. and assembled all the dialogue. And I, I play a small character in it, but it was, it was, it's a lot of fun to sort of bake the cake as well. It's fun to act. But to know, like, to start with nothing and create the show is a lot of fun. So working with original content is sort of what I've been doing. Well, before I leave you, yep. where can people find your music? We did mention iTunes. Right. Do you have your own website where people can yes. head along to buy your albums and yes. get everything of this, Mr. Eric Stewart? Yes. Uh, EricStewart.com, E-R-I-C-S-T-U-A-R-T. you got to spell it right. Uh, but I list all of my anime appearances on there. Uh, you can buy the albums on there. You can write me on there. I, I try to answer as much fan mail as I can. I think that's important. Um, 
And, uh, All about the fans. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, what's nice is that uh, when you're in the booth doing your recording, you don't get the immediate gratification. You don't know, is that joke funny? You know, did they like that scene? And so when I finally get a chance to go to these conventions, I get to meet people and they say, that was great, or the voice of my childhood, that kind of thing. And it's, and it's very humbling. But this is the only time I get to hear that. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with Geek Speak. Thank you. Good luck with your music. I can't wait to hear more of your voice acting work. I'm definitely keeping an eye out for it. I just... I miss James. You, you know that Geek Speak is my favorite show. It is? At it the, is now. Right now. <laughs> I got the very big red one. I could say many appropriate, inappropriate things. Are <laughs> like. Okay. Cool. We'll, we'll get straight into it. You're no stranger to makeup, Miss Gigi Edgley. I should introduce you. How, that was all how silly special, of me! But now you're Miss no. Mm, Miss Gigi Edgley. <laughs> you're no stranger to makeup. Your character. I can never pr- remember the pronunciation. Is it Kiana or Chiana? Chiana. Chiana from mm-hmm. Farscape. You were quite lathered in it. As yes, we could say. Lavin is the polite way to describe it. I think it was three and a half hours uh, for over five years, five days a week, anywhere from 12 to 16 hours a day. So any girls at home complaining about doing their eyeliner? Oh. <laughs> you, I was, it was, um, I, I, I never, I never, um, it was really the whole time that I was wearing it it was, there was moments where it was challenging, but I never really had too many problems with it because it's not very often you get to work on a show where you can play an alien from outer space and, you know, you've got so much time and attention that's devoted to yourself. So when I went to work on, um, uh, what was it after that, Secret Life of Us, straight after that, the makeup took, like, you know, 45 minutes in the, <laughs> in the day and that was it. And then, like, throughout the day, I'm like, don't you... Isn't, don't you want to touch me? Shouldn't I need do, some attention? We need to touch up. They're like, Somebody no, you'll be fine. Me. You'll be fine. I'm like, oh, okay. And it was amazing. And you always had a team of people um, hovering, like taking care of you, looking after you the whole time because there was, you know, touch-ups, constant touch-ups. Mm. And the character was so physical as well, whether it be fighting or emotional scenes or intimate scenes or whatever. So there were bits of Chiana that was left all around the set, <laughs> to put it Just very bits politely. of paint everywhere. Yes. Because now a show I have been wanting to try, I'm a very big fan of Face Off. Mm. I watch it religiously each week and they've been promoting Jim Henson's Creature Workshop. Yes. I have it. I haven't ha- got around oh, to watching it. I have it, <gasps> but I haven't got around to watching How it yet. I have it. I didn't know it reached. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's the only way I can. I know. And I've been really looking forward to hearing, to seeing it and I hear it's basically Face Off. With puppets. Oh, it's a, it is because you are the host of this show. I am the host. It's called Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge, and I got a message from Brian Henson saying, "Call me in the office, kiddo," because we're good mates from many, many years ago when I was working on Farscape. And he said, "You know, we're uh, we've got this show, and we would love you to come and host it for the Sci-Fi Channel." And I said, "Tell me that I've got the job, and I'll jump in the ocean right now and swim <laughs> to you." And he goes, you got the job. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Start swimming. And it's awesome. How long did it take you? Um, yes, I'm exhausted. That's how I've got such great done. <laughs> swimming. What, what is your favourite part about working on it? Um, the favourite part is the, the, the whole premise of the show is phenomenal. It's all about, so 10 creature designers mm-hmm. compete for $50,000 and a year a year's contract with a Jim Henson creature shop. Mm. And these uh, contestants are so... Oh, they're absolute geniuses. They're so passionate about what they do. They are so enthusiastic about these their craft. It's just a beautiful process to watch. And then... So what happens is Brian and I literally will go into the creature shop and say, hey, guys, you've got... Uh, you've got a you know a, a couple of days, or you've got three days, or you've got one day to uh, come up with a creature of this design. So they go off and make the creatures, and then bring them to us uh, on the screen test night. And then Brian, who's the head judge, and Beth Hathaway and Kirk Thatcher are the other ju- are the other judges. And then they not only design their creature, they uh, 
make the animatronics as well. Ooh. They fabricate it and then they have to perform it and they have to create the whole story that goes along with it as well. So these uh, these designers are... Uh, you just wait. You're going to be blown well, away. Well, I cannot wait to see it. Uh, I'm hoping it does come to Australia very soon. I so feel like everybody it should, can see it. My family's getting really frustrated that they can't <laughs> see it. I'm like, it's a My movie. daughter's on TV and I can't <laughs> see her. But thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Can't wait to see this show and good luck in thank you. your hosting duties. Thanks, babe. Bye bye. <laughs> Holy shit. What a day. I am absolutely fucked. No, no. We're abstruse. We're abstruse. Yes, you did coin a new term to mean we're absolutely fucked. We're abstruse. Abstruse. Noun. <laughs> Meaning to be fucked. <laughs> Two things have come out of Paul Abstruse's interview. Yes. Abstruse and catch cry of the convention. Will not disclose. Will not disclose. It has been an absolutely massive day. We have spoken to so many amazing people, done so many amazing things. Which we've, a lot of you've heard now. A lot of you heard, but what you didn't hear or you possibly won't see, we got to see Lucy Lawless and Vern Troyer. You got to uh, shake John DiMaggio's hand, you lucky son I of a bitch. I met John DiMaggio and got to speak to him about I Know That Voice, which yes. is the uh, documentary about voice acting that he was the producer for. I love that film. I've spoken about it on this before, I, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Have yeah, I? Yeah, you have. I These, have. Just so you know, listeners, too, these are people that we're not like stuff this. We're not recording it for our listeners. <laughs> we just happen to run we into these people chance, yeah. sort of like in the media area. Yeah. We were walking around. We got to quickly meet them. That was it. But for everyone else that we got to speak to, we've got, you know, you, you've heard them in this podcast and you will also see a number of them in videos. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to do things to myself that I will not disclose. You're going to obstruse yourself? I am going to obstruse myself. You're going to myself. go home and have a good obstruse. <laughs> so until then, be sure to check out youtube.com forward slash Geekspeak Australia for all the videos. And as I said, there was, there's plenty, plenty of footage, footage today. So videos will be going up. Follow us on Twitter at GeekspeakAU. Send us an email, geekspeakau at gmail.com for anything and everything else. Head along to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash TV. Until then, I'm your host, the geek of all trades, Steve Muller. And I'm Geek Speaks Boy Wonder Brendan. Geek out. Geek out.